Welcome to the Deep End Podcast. I'm Jane Mills. Each week I interview a person who swims at a public pool to find out a little about their lives. In essence, it's a look behind the goggles. You can find interview details, show notes and subscribe to this podcast on my website www.thedeependpodcast.com.au This episode I chat with Katie McEvitt. Katie qualified as a lawyer before deciding that corporate law was not her path to a happy life. Listen as I chat with this bubbly New Zealander about her active life working in health and fitness. Okay, today on the podcast I have Katie McEvitt. Thanks very much for joining us, Katie. Thanks for having me, Jane. Are you a morning or an afternoon swimmer? <laughs> I'm a sporadic swimmer. Um, <laughs> sometimes I swim in the morning, sometimes it's in the afternoon, but um, I really love a sauna, so that's got to be in there as well. <laughs> I don't know. So do you actually swim in order to have a sauna? Is that the truth, do you think? Yeah, maybe a little bit. <laughs> the sauna's like my special little surprise at the end. Yeah. A reward. Reward, correct. Oh, that's good. So, but uh, you do swim. I see you swimming regularly here. And you also swim at Howard Holt, mm-hmm. don't you? Yeah. And um, what kind of routine do you have with your swimming? Um, at the moment, it's pretty slow. <laughs> Actually, let's be honest, it's always been very slow. Um, but I do it more as kind of a meditation rather than a rigorous exercise routine, I'd say. Yeah. I can get like a, I do other exercise to get my like heart pumping and swimming's more just some nice quiet time. Yeah, a lot of people I've talked to have found that the meditation aspect of mm. swimming is really a huge benefit, a yeah. huge benefit, I think. And I know that you've done a lot of work with meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that the focus on the breath when you're swimming is yes. really important. And it's so quiet and just, yeah, it's just nice. There's something about being in water which is very special, I think. Yeah, yeah. It does sort of release a lot of negative vibes, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and peace that's out. Right. That's right. No, it's very good. You talked a little bit about your other exercise that gets your heart pumping. What kind of other activities do you do? I do a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At the moment I'm doing more uh, cycling, like road cycling. Oh, okay. And I also um, now instruct a spin class, oh, okay. which is which is really fun but very intense. And I'm like dying because <laughs> as an instructor you do the class and then you're yelling and like people are looking at you to, to gauge how hard they should go. So you have to actually go hard. And, like when you try and yell instructions, it's like, okay, now we're gonna do thirty seconds. I'm like, <laughs> but it's fun because it's in a, um, it's in an altitude chamber as well, which is a bit different and very extreme. Mm. I suppose when I tell people that, they're like, what are you doing? Yeah. So what, what's the benefit of that, or why, why would you do the training in the altitude? So it's like um, athletes training at. Uh, high altitude except it's simulated altitude in a in a room so they oh, pump it full okay. of nitrogen and it lowers the oxygen percentage right. um, so outside there's about 22 percent oxygen whereas in there there'll be maybe 14 percent so essentially it's a lot harder to uh, to breathe but your no, body is struggling <laughs> yeah um, but your body adapts so the idea of going in there is that you um, get fitter faster essentially and your right. red blood cells get better at carrying oxygen so, yeah, you get more bang for your buck. 
Yeah, because I've heard about you know football teams mm. and other sporting training groups, athletes going to Argentina or somewhere yes, to yeah. do training camps and things. But I didn't realise that you could actually do it. Yeah, as a regular person. Super cool. Yeah. yeah. And where is that based? Uh, so that's in Richmond. That okay. place. It's called Pro Sport. That's and do fun. you do other activities in that rarefied atmosphere yeah. as well? They do like circuit, around sometimes circuit classes. Okay. Um, and they also do training for treks, like base camp, Everest base camp in Kilimanjaro. Oh, okay. And yeah, so just people walking with packs on a treadmill. Or, right. Um, yeah. So people training to do Kokoda or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I often awesome. see people walking around the tan with their mm. stocks and oh, really? yeah. <laughs> like that backpacks loaded. Maybe they need to get some rarefied air as yes, well. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, that's good. So I know fitness is very important to you. How, yes. did, how did that come about? It's actually funny you ask about that because when I was at um, high school, I, I distinctly remember, like I wasn't a huge sporty girl and um, I used to get mum to write me sick notes for cross country and for swimming and I was just like <laughs> clearly a little bit pathetic but um, yeah when then at university I kind of slowly got into running and I was running really hard courses um, half marathon distance and mm-hmm. I was quite competitive with it mm-hmm. um, so I did that for a number of years and uh, got some pretty good times but when I was in Melbourne the first year I was here, it's about four years ago, I uh, was running and I got a stress fracture in my hip um, and it was essentially from overtraining, uh, so I was running far too much, unfortunately, <laughs> very repetitive, but that's how I got into swimming, so oh, okay. I, I, I was on crutches for six weeks, which was um, very challenging more so mentally than anything else because Hard I was to ride a bike on <laughs> yeah <too. laughs> yeah I couldn't yeah I couldn't do anything so it was a really um yeah a real eye-opening mental challenge mm. um but after a couple of weeks the doctor said that I could start swimming and I was like oh <laughs> whatever like thing. yeah I was like I, I never really like at that time I had been running like I could I could run 20ks talking on the phone to mum quite comfortably at like a good pace and I got in the pool and I remember trying to swim my first 50 metres with, with a pool boy. Mm-hmm. And I got to the other side and I was like dying. I was like, I couldn't breathe. I was like, what is this? I was like, I thought I was fit, but like so different. Swimming yeah. is so different. Um, but then I just practiced by myself and then I started to enjoy it. So You didn't need your mum to write a note yeah. to say no. Katie doesn't yeah, need yeah, to yeah, swim. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Sign Katie's mum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so now I'm, I really, I don't know, just it, an interesting shift, like I'm really into fitness now. Um, yeah. But I've had a few injuries, so I've scaled back the running a lot and just like been more mindful, I think, about training and not training too much and having more of a balance. Right. Yeah. So outside of your exercise, what would, what's your career, what do you do for life in my life is is it still exercise Um, well yeah well I did at university I studied law and French Mm -hmm. Um, and then I did my last year overseas um, in France and America yeah which was amazing and like life-changing but whilst I was over there I um, had been offered a job in a law firm 
to start when I returned, um, but I had to defer it for six months because I was still overseas. Uh, and then I was in America and I was kind of thinking about my life. I kind of turned into a bit of a hippie when I was over there and had like an epiphany and started to think about what really mattered. And I think um, the law, corporate law scene, um, was something that I was only going to go to because it was like the linear path that yes. was kind of accepted. Um, and when I stood back and actually thought about it, I, I realized that that wasn't me at all. And um, I still think that if I had have gone into the law firm, I would have lost myself a bit and my, my soul would have been crushed, <laughs> which is not what we want. Um, so I went back to New Zealand. I completed my articles so I could get qualified. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, so I'm qualified, um, but I never practiced. So moved to Australia and tried to figure out what I wanted to do as a career. Um, by trying a whole lot of different things. I've had, I've probably had like 50 jobs and I'm not even joking. <laughs> like, You're only about 23. <laughs> um, I was doing, yeah, done a whole lot of different things. I was doing events, like freelance events, management stuff. Um, I worked at Uber in the Uber office for a while. Oh, did you? How Which, was that? Um, it was interesting, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> say something to you off the record <laughs> later um, no but it was an experience um, but yeah I've kind of come to the conclusion that the the key thing that I, I want to do is just to help people yeah. in kind of a, um, like a grassroots really tangible way um, so at the moment I'm a personal trainer and a yoga teacher and I also work at um pool actually as a duty manager and oh, lifeguard that's, that's handy. sometimes yeah um, well that's helping people isn't it yeah well, <laughs> I think so um, but yeah it's not uh, this isn't the end game but everything's like a journey and I'm not really too stressed about you know yeah what. So, so long as you're like connected with people yes exactly that that's exactly right um, and I'm quite unorthodox like I, I don't really take the expected path in most areas of life I think so yeah the most important thing is making meaningful connections mm, yeah. which is yeah so when you've done your yoga teacher training how did you find that was it um, uh, much harder than you thought it would be or um, better or worse or it was different because um, I've been practicing yoga for about four years and um, the teacher training was uh, less about like your own physical practice and more about um, the philosophy of yoga and mm-hmm. also obviously teaching it to others. Um, but it was really life-changing actually, I have to say. Um, it was a wonderful group of people. There were 12, um, 12 girls there and we were spending 10 hours a day together. It was intensive, yes. um, very intense. Yeah, it was really wild actually because just like I'd always been quite spiritual um, but this just like blew my mind right open like a lot of things we talked about you know consciousness and the universe and we had a lot of really profound conversations in that course which I think was probably the most beneficial mm-hmm. it's just like hearing different people's views and then just thinking about life and how yeah, it's just it's social conditioning and just like I could go I could go on a tangent here, I won't, but I just I just find it fascinating how Yeah. Everybody's path is different. Yes. Yeah, exactly. we're all seeking the same things Correct. ultimately. Yeah. 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 So that's 
yeah, they were super cool. Oh, um, so are you doing any further studies in um, like sports area? Not at this stage, um, but I always, I mean, I, I love learning. My law degree set me back quite quite substantially so oh yeah well we'll leave your contact details at the end and and nutrition I know that you're quite passionate about nutrition as well yeah Yeah. I love I I love learning about um, food particularly from you know sports and fitness Mm. side of things Um, but also also for me nutrition um, I'm mostly vegan and that's but that's more of a um, like an ethical and environmental yeah. choice rather than health choice that does if you, if you watch what the health which i know you've watched it's quite an interesting half of it. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone has different views yes what the health yeah, yes it's very it's interesting um but yeah certainly from an ethical i mean for me everyone's on their own path and mm. i would never judge anyone else or try and force my views on them um ethically about animal animal rights and um, I just want to live my life in the least harmful way possible mm. like across the board so it just feels right for me but yeah yeah so but nutrition as a whole like mm. you're obviously very aware of that so that helps with your, your yeah, yeah, sports yeah. training and yeah. for other personal training and things yeah. like that um what do you think about the difference between Australia and New Zealand because obviously you're from <laughs> New Zealand I don't know if anybody picked oh, up yeah, Katie's from New accent Zealand. <laughs> yes. I've been told actually when I talk to people um, from home that I have and I sound Australian oh, dear. I'm like <laughs> I don't, excuse me <laughs> um, I think it's a bit of a hybrid now but um so New Zealand I love New Zealand it's so beautiful and mm. I've, my, my heart is still there because yep. um, I just feel like this you know it's my jam um but it's so quiet you know the population is population of melbourne a whole country yeah um and so the, the reason i moved here well a number of reasons but it's because it was this felt very uh, insular mm-hmm. and and quiet um but i love australia they're very similar um the only thing i would say that i am not a huge fan of in, in Australia is that um, politics and I don't know it doesn't seem very progressive it's quite backwards and quite um, American yes. there's something huge that I notice here just the um, you know people suing and it, even the um, when election time comes like it's like propaganda almost you know <laughs> yeah, it's all, all right. it, like it's bizarre it's not it's not like that in New Zealand at all um, no. but other than that it's an awesome place and it, you know yeah. people are people are just as lovely as in New Zealand I think, I think very grounded of, I think a lot of Australian people are looking to New Zealand mm. and a little bit wistfully in that political arena mm-hmm. and thinking well, why can't we have you know incorporate our indigenous people yeah. into oh, it's shocking. our national anthem you know like New Zealand did or have a lot more as you said progressive views yeah. and more inclusive Correct. I mean everybody there's always issues obviously there's yeah, economic yeah, of problems course. and if you've got a small population there's sorts of things but yeah I see that um, New Zealand a lot of people are very you know mm. um, jealous of your open-heartedness I think yeah oh yeah but yeah that is yeah 
I feel quite strongly about that. And I can't vote either, which makes me... Oh, okay. More, yeah. Anyway. It's all right. Maybe I'm not day. illegal. I'm, I'm allowed to be here, by the way. I just can't. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's good. Well, thanks so much for joining us Yeah, thank today. you. And um, look forward to hearing more about your adventures in the future. Yeah. Just thanks for me. listening. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye. listening. Don't forget more background info and previous episodes are available on my website. Go to www.thedeependpodcast.com.au